Hi, how are you? Uh, it's Sean here from You, Me and BPD on this week's podcast. I have Gavin from Texas. Gavin actually is uh, he's a young lad, 19. I'm going to find out his story fully, but Gavin contacted me a few weeks ago and asked me, would I, um, would he, did he want to help with You, Me and BPD? So uh, he's coming on today to do, to, to do a podcast, um, but he's actually the lad behind the website, which I'm very grateful for. He's the, the brains behind the website of youmeandbpd.org. And today I'm going to have him on to have a chat and see about his life. So I'm just waiting for him to come on, and as soon as he comes on, I'm going to um, continue on with the podcast. Gavin, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I did. I did. I normally start these things off with just recording, but we didn't this time. Gavin, I gave Gavin a quick look at the the room, and uh, he wants <laughs> a beautifully to- designed room. He wants to come and live with me. <laughs> um, Gavin, tell us a little bit about yourself, because even uh, I know you done the, the introduction on Instagram, but tell us about you. Uh, yeah, um, so there's quite a bit. Um, so I am Gavin. I am from Texas in the United States. Um, I'm the website manager now um, for you, me, and bpd.org. Um, it's my baby, the website, so I'm pretty proud of it. Um, I also run a support group for people with BPD here in San Antonio. It's called the San Antonio BPD Recovery Support Group. It's kind of growing pretty fast, so I'm also really proud of that. Um, my main job, though, I'm a um, gym lead at the Boys and Girls Club. Um, for those of y'all who don't know what that is, it's like an after-school program. It's pretty cool. Um, and then I... I'm also a TA at my university, and I also go to school. <laughs> so I kind of have a lot of things on my plate, but, oh, and I also have BPD. <laughs> That's a defining characteristic, I it, guess. It's, it's the most important ingredient. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's why I'm part of everything. Um, a big symptom for me is these grandiose ideas, like ideas that I can take over the whole world. <laughs> and I think you've caught me in a moment yeah, where yeah. I'm just taking over every aspect yeah, of my yeah, life. Yeah. So, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of doing it pretty well. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. Like, I think people in their true nature should be their true nature. Um, in their true nature, they should be. I mean, if you have grandiose ideas to take over the world, why not? You know, you should get one of them little cats. You know, the white fluffy one. <laughs> yes, just stroke it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could, I could play the part of Austin Powers. You could be like your man. You'll have to give me one million dollars. <laughs> this is going to come as a shocker, but I've never seen Austin Powers. I'm not that cultured. Never seen Lord of the Rings. Never seen Austin Powers. You're after killing, <laughs> killing the joke. You're after killing it. We're going to have to do this again. <laughs> when you mess it up. <laughs> take two. Um, yeah, so you have grandiose ideas to take over the world. So what does that look like in, in your worldview? Um, it looks... I usually get very burnt out. Um, hmm. I overwork myself, typically. Hmm. Um, and then I end up probably going to a psychiatric rehabilitation facility however yeah, okay. this time is different 
Right. Um, because I've been implementing the four fundamentals, some more than others, I will be honest. Food, <laughs> it's, it's really hard to change your diet, especially when it's just so easy that McDonald's is right down the street and it's super cheap. Do you eat McDonald's? So, yeah. I, I do. <laughs> I, I love me a good um, Big Mac um, or a sausage McGriddle. They just have everything for any time of the day. It's great. Any time um, of the day. They're, just, <laughs> they're like, they should, be, they should be right beside a psychiatric unit, McDonald's. No, literally, yeah. as soon as you leave. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was pr- pretty much all I craved when I was in there um, yeah. for IHOP. Yeah, so I'm working on that, especially since I'm starting college again. That's actually my goal this week. For me, my week start on Monday. Um, or they actually start on Tuesday because they have my support group meeting on Monday night. So then it's like our tradition that we start our week on Tuesday. It's like a fresh start. Um, so that's what I'm implementing this week, a better diet, especially as I go to school and whatnot. So I'm not doing a complete transition because that would <laughs> be detrimental to my mental yeah. health, I assume. What, what, does, um, what does this diet look like if you're going to be implementing a, a non-McDonald diet? Yes. So it looks like um, limiting my fast food consumption to probably, it's prob- at the moment, it's probably five times a week um, that I eat fast food. And you um, wonder why you end up in a mental health institution. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, I was, I was, um, I was chatting to a fella about three or four years ago. He was, um, he was getting therapy and I was chatting to him in, 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 I met him in the therapy and he goes, I can't cope. I'm, I, I just can't cope. I can't cope. And it's always food with me. Reason being is I've healed and I know it's food. It's someone asked me the other day, how, what percentage is it? 90% minimum 80, minimum 80. Like, um, and I said to him, what are you eating? Like, what are you eating? Ah, you know, I'd have my chips or fries, as you call them, and pizza and crisps or chips, as you call them. Um, <laughs> and um, Coca-Cola, a couple of liters a day, two liters, whatever. And I says, like, sure, no wonder you can't cope. How are you supposed to fucking cope with that food in you? Like, you're trying to make a brand new body. Here in, in that is all your proteins, your magnesiums, your irons, your zinc. Where's all the nutrients, the minerals? Because they're not there. It's just simple. It's just simple. They're not there. And then on top of that, what you have is hydrogenated fat, which is man-made fat. The little boys down below, the bacteria, they don't get it. They don't understand it. It's like alien to them. So they just kind of, that kind of goes around your body. They don't know what to do with it. So it just keeps going around your body, which is a problem. Um. So five times a week you're eating, my, yeah. See, yeah, you're 19, aren't you? Yes, I am 19. Yeah. Yes. Try and do that when you're older, especially after 30. <laughs> I mean, if you're going into a fucking mental home at 19, picture what it's going to be like for you. <laughs> you might as well just right. build the house beside the fucking place. <laughs> right. Just sit outside the fence for. You listen again. to their therapy for free. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. 
There's no way can you cure your mind on fucking McDonald's. There's not a hope like yeah. I'd argue with anybody at this stage. If they want to come on and say, no, McDonald's, I'm eating it for years and I'm coping. It's just not happening. I wouldn't believe that either. Um, Nothing against McDonald's. It's any fast food, you know? So the other three that it helps me, of course, um, sleep. I've, I feel like I've nailed that down. I, I wouldn't say I'm fully recovered, recovered, mm-hmm. quote unquote. However, I feel like I'm getting there. So I think this is an interesting perspective of someone who's in the process of recovering. Mm-hmm. Um, the sleep is pretty down. Like I have that. What's that? What's anyone's Um, probably around nine. Um, and that's oh. gone from like one a.m. to sometimes two a.m. Um, yeah. So that that's been pretty good. Um, and then I usually wake up around like seven. Um, if I sleep in, probably eight. Okay. Um, but nothing less, nothing more than eight. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this to you, right? Yes, sir. Okay, you're 19. Um, every time you call me sir, I get completely distracted. My brain goes because <laughs> we don't say sir in Ireland, and my brain is going. Force of habit. Tell him to call you Bongo. <laughs> <laughs> can't call me Bongo. My brain wants it, but you can't. Um, when you go on a clean diet, I guarantee you, if you go to bed at nine, you won't sleep until seven. The only reason you're sleeping until seven is your body is actually trying to undo all that processed food. So you need longer to process it. I'm completely gone on a clean diet now, completely. Like there's no processed food in my diet whatsoever. And I'm gone from needing seven and a half hours to six and a half hours now. Yeah, and that's just simply now my body reacting to the fact that there's nothing going into it except for whole foods, one ingredient foods. So I can tell you myself, it has a huge difference when your body's trying to process, process foods with sleep. You need longer. And if you need longer, that's your body's way of telling you something wrong with that food. You know, maybe every second day. If you, if you eat it every second day, it's still only going to be three and four times a week. And then every third day and... You know, you wean yourself off these things. It's not like you can instantly do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to tell you, I want to talk to you about the burning out because I done it as well. I done it like you're yes. 19, you're 19, I'm 21. Um, like, <laughs> of course, <laughs> plus 21 plus two. Um, time is just a concept. Yeah. 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 Time is just a concept. I'm trying to get younger. I, I'm going to, I'm going to look like this forever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, what I used to do when I was younger is the exact same thing. So my routine, and I'm not saying this is yours, feel like shit, feel like shit. Normally I'd fuck up. Then after the fuck up and the sun is out again and the clouds disappear, I get these. I didn't realize, see, you're brilliant with words, grandiose ideas. I got, I'm going to do this now. Ideas. (laughs) And I'd take on the world and I'd be like, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And I would. And then I'd burn out, have a meltdown, disregard that, and then start the process again. Until I realized 
I now only allow my energy to go to 70%. 70% now is my cutoff. Once I get to 70%, I stop, literally stop. It's rare I get to 70%, but I do not allow it go all the way. The 30% is so I can retreat. You see, mm-hmm. being better, and I'm going to say I am better. At the end of the day, I'm better. I might joke and laugh, but I am. I don't have any major issues. But being better is, in my opinion, acting a certain way. And it is acting. Because at some stage I might get BPD back, but that's acting as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm respectful enough to know that at 70%, I have to stop. Now, my 70% is still an absolute huge amount of energy. Like, I can go from half five in the morning until half nine at night. Like, my normal day is I get up at half five, I research a bit of uh, mental health, I'll post it on the Facebook group, I might write something, um, I'll research stuff for the day, I'll think about what book I want to listen to, I'll try and get that into my head, and then at seven o'clock in the morning, I wake up the kids, I go to work at half eight when I get them done, I work then until half five, come home, uh, have the dinner, help my wife clean up, and play with the kids or else I'm doing a podcast and then I go to bed. So it's still a full day and I'm not tired. So I don't even reach 70% with that day. But 70% is my cutoff limit. And I don't reach that. Like on an average day with doing all that and no trouble, I probably hit 40%, which I do. Yeah. On yeah, a day when um, it's stressful, I'll hit a stressful day. I might hit seventy. That's actually a pretty good idea, and I might have to steal that. Um, I, I just, just I feel like my brain is like there's so little time in the day, and there's so little time on Earth. Like you can sleep when you're dead, which is a bad concept. Mm. But I just have so many things that I want to accomplish. And I have so many people that I want to help while I'm here um, and do as much as I can. Um, but I will, maybe I'm operating the 80. Maybe I'll try to sort it down to 70 or at least 75 in the next week. <laughs> Look. But I definitely agree that routines help big time. Um, that's a huge thing, like waking up at a certain time or within a certain set of parameters going to work, dead set, always leave at whatever time, arrive there at the same exact time. Just having a routine of regularity, um, I think definitely helps me with the fear of abandonment symptom. So you you have a fear of abandonment. Yes. What's that fear like for you? Um, I think the only portion that it really doesn't affect is my family life like I, I know my parents and uh, my brothers they're kind of stuck with me <laughs> right um, and my aunt and my grandparents they're they're stuck with me mm-hmm. um, however when it gets to like friends or romantic relationships I feel like I start overthinking big time and then I always feel like I intentionally sabotage myself um, even even if I actually don't, um, like my fear of abandonment just gets so big. Like the fear that 
I'm so unwanted, so undesirable, whether that be for like my looks or whether that be for um, my level of intelligence or whether that be for my BPD brain. Um, just that I'm so undesirable that they'll just want to leave, which, which sucks. Um, and most of the time it is, um, in the past up until recently, up until I started reflecting about all of this, it it was my fault. Like I would sabotage, um, relationships a lot. And, um, yeah, it wasn't until I started reflecting about how I can better communicate and how I can better um interact in certain boundaries that are good to set even on my part and their part that just make a healthy relationship that it sort of alleviated that symptom but I feel like it's always there in the back of my head um it's just not as severe as when this I was first diagnosed right right so and and you know something that's in my opinion a confident thing right and I'll explain it. I'll explain why, right? And I'm going to get you to do something, to be honest, right? Be, in other words, completely be honest. Yes. And I'm going to get you to do something now, which is just answer a question or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think, what do you think of me, right? What do you think of me? I've, I've never asked you this, obviously. What do you think uh, of me, Right. I, I usually, when I first meet people, because um, we just started meeting um, video conference wise, um, I hold people to like a really high regard, um, whether that be my therapist um, or just random people off the street. I already hold them to a high regard. And I think that's part of the BPD symptom of like idolizing people or extremely devaluing people. No, but you know, me, you know me a few weeks, right? What would you think of me? I have a reason why I'm asking you this, and I'm going to tell you the answer in a sec. So, yeah, I think you're great. <laughs> no, and I don't mind. It, it, it doesn't matter what you say, but I'm, I want to. I, the reason I'll, I'll ask, I'll answer, I'll tell you why in a sec. If someone, uh, if you were chatting to someone and they said, Oh, what's Sean? What's Sean like? What would you say? He has a lot of energy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but he's pretty great. He's, he's nice. He has a dark sense of humor, but I think that's all Irish people. So yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't pinpoint that on him <laughs> specifically. Yeah. And that's pretty yeah. much it. <laughs> yeah. Now, and the point I'm saying is this. You think I'm great in, in, in your own right. Okay. Number yeah. one, I'm not intelligent. I didn't, ha- I have no state exams. Right. Fact. Mm-hmm. If I was in a meeting and they said, could you present your state exams, even, I think you call it high school, I've none. Nothing, right? That's number one. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not the worst or best looking lad on the planet, but I'm pretty okay. I'll give myself (laughs) You know what I mean? But here's the thing. My confidence... When you're confident, that's what matters. Mm-hmm. You are intelligent. You're a pretty good looking lad. I can tell. I'm not fucking, I'm able to see you. I'm not blind. It's <laughs> confidence, right? That's what it is. It's a lack of confidence. That's the only ingredient missing from you. Because you're, mm-hmm. you like, done up the website and I've showed it to people. 
and I was in the process of getting a website designed, right? Uh, and then you came along, and I was. Um, and everyone that's looked at it went, Jesus, that is a brilliant website, right? That requires a level of intelligence that I don't have. That's a fact. Ye hear me when we're chatting on the kind of, I call it, <laughs> board meeting. See, there you go. <laughs> yes. I'm like you're, I'm only one board meeting away from getting security guarded out of place. You just kind of do your thing, and I'm like a fucking clown sitting there going, messing, right? Um, <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make to you is this: is it's your own thoughts that your lack of confidence. That's what it is. When I was 19, I had no confidence whatsoever. I didn't think I was good looking. I didn't think anyone would love me. I thought I was worthless and useless. I didn't think I'd have a future. And that consumed my mind at 19 years of age. I actually took my first overdose at 19 years of age. Um, mm-hmm. the first, and I ended up in a mental hospital at 19 because I felt worthless and useless. And mm-hmm. at 43, it's confidence. It's absolute confidence. That's the difference. You can get somebody and... You've seen people up the town and you're this, we call it your one in Ireland, a woman. Um, a woman could be with a guy and you'd look at him and go, how the fuck did he catch her? <laughs> right? But he's probably confident because human beings love confidence because it makes them feel safe. If someone's confident, that makes humans, that's just science. So the only thing you have to work on, in my opinion, because you are intelligent, you're a fairly good looking lad, isn't, is your confidence, is the actually ability to go, hold on there a second, right? See, in about, in, try this for next week now. You can be going up to, up to the fucking whoever and go, do you know something? Not only am I good looking, but I have a sense of humor too. <laughs> <laughs> you know That's what I mean? go up to someone random at school. <laughs> Randomly, that out. Just call. yeah, not only am I good looking, I have a sense of humor too. You know, I'll just look at my face. <laughs> <laughs> you can't run away when you say it, but that's all as far as I can see. It's just yeah. you're lacking in confidence. You know, if you build your confidence, and confidence is built on the basis of I'm an extremely confident human being because I know I'm a dopey bastard, right? That's a fact, right. There's no denying that. I don't come on and go, mm, yeah, mm, yeah. And I'm there in my head going, God almighty, I haven't a fucking clue what's going on. I generally go, I don't have a clue what's going on. <laughs> you own it. I am completely, I know my limitations in life. I'm still going to take over the world with you, but I still know <laughs> my limitations. And that's all you need to know. It's, it's looking at your own limitations and going, well, I'm a little bit weak here, but like where I'm weak, you have come in. Do you know what I mean? Definitely, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, like that's how life works as well. So you don't need to be everything in life. You just need the right group of people around you. That, that is a good point. Um, I was going to say, um, I feel like my self-confidence is definitely on the lower side of all my other traits. Um, so I will agree with that. 
Um, but I feel like it has gotten better. My self-efficacy, hmm. like my belief that I can do certain things. Um, yeah. So one of them that I'm most confident is do the boys and girls club thing or um, do the TA thing. Um, so it's slowly working up, slowly building up, um, especially in the relationships aspect um, with just anyone. It doesn't have to be romantic. Um, that if I'm like, I'm not going to beg anyone to like stay with me or plead like I have in the past. Like I'm, I'm pretty yeah. awesome. So <laughs> if you want, yeah. if you want this, I'm here. Like I'm not chasing. <laughs> so yeah, did you do the whole chasing thing? The yes, fucking I did. whole yeah, the eyes and bits, you roar, and you're there, and you're hoping it would rain just to add to the drama of it. You know, <laughs> I I definitely feel that. <laughs> yes. Um, I feel like I'm probably the most dramatic person I know. Um, yeah. Maybe BPD, that's, that may be a trait. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've definitely had a, a few moments where <laughs> I was pleading, please don't leave me. Did you um, have to? Wishing did you the have rain to? would start pouring. Uh, come here, did you have, you know, the two snots? You know, the, I do call them the 11s. You know, the two snots you get down over your nose. <laughs> Did you, and and your I do call them the elevens because they look <laughs> two ones. Did you have them yes, when you cried? You were crying. Ah, ah, I, I was under the impression that I looked way cooler than I did at the time, but that those wands were present, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love them every time every with time. a very puffy face uh, yeah. and um, <laughs> like a first, stuttery like. <laughs> Heaving, yeah. <laughs> Your world, yeah. The the whole, the whole. <laughs> yeah, that's it's. Look, I've been there. I'm not saying I haven't. It's how I can tell you. And you know yeah. something. Like, when I look back upon my life, everything that I went through got me to talking to you today. Mm-hmm. I didn't become so strong by having no trauma or no. I the only reason I can tell you about the whole rain thing is because I hid my tears in the rain. Sounds very po- poetic, but I did. <laughs> I hid my tears in the rain as I walked alone, you know, crying in the rain. As I, what age was I? Um, eighteen, nineteen, as well. Um, yeah, I hid my tears in the rain. Oh. I love the rain because I could hide my tears. Um, thankfully, in Ireland, it rains a lot. So uh, <laughs> not so much in Texas, I'd imagine. But um, No, it does not. Yeah, so like I put every one of them painful situations got me to today. <laughs> and, you know, like I was chatting to Brianne there this morning as well. And like... You know, I, I go on about the four fundamentals, but the last two podcasts have, you see, I learn of every podcast too, and then I listen back because mm-hmm. I want something from it too. It's not all about, I want to learn. Every interaction I have with someone, I want to learn. I'd listen to the podcast again and I'd try and learn from it. But the last two podcasts taught me that there's a fifth fundamental, right? A fifth fundamental. This seems like more work that I'm going to have to add to the Oh, no, you don't have to add it. <laughs> no, you don't have to, but there is a fifth. Um, right. Definitely the exercise works, right? 
Yes. The food definitely helped. works. I will sleep, try that out. Yeah, the sleep <laughs> definitely works. And chatting away to people, our reflection definitely works. We're doing it now. These are the foundation of trying to get better, right? They're the foundation. They're not what makes you better. They're a foundation that you stand upon. <laughs> but the fifth one, because I've been thinking about this, it's the ability to sit with pain. You see, I will sit with pain and it's fucking horrible. Them uncomfortable situations, the nightmares, the feelings of not being worthy, the feelings of not being wanted. People distract themselves all the time when they're trying to not sit with pain. When the pain is the teaching. You know, it's when you feel in pain, it's your body's way and mind's way of saying, I have a lecture for you. Uh, here it is. Generally, what most people do, 99.9999% of people go, oh, I know I'll help someone else. So then I don't have to feel my own pain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll help a lady. Cross <coughs> so then I have, so people generally, I'll watch Love Island. I'll watch <laughs> Survivor. They'll do whatever they can. You know, mm -hmm. to not sit with the pain. And I sit with the pain and it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. It's a horrible feeling to sit with pain because who wants to sit down? But that's where I get my growth from. Where I actually sit with it. And like, like mm -hmm. that, I'm able to say I'm stupid. I don't feel anything when I say that. I don't feel less. I don't feel more. I couldn't imagine you would feel more, but I don't feel less. But my point is, is if I didn't sit with these facts, I wouldn't have grown. Yes, all the other four fundamentals are the foundation, but that got me to sitting with the pain because it gave me the strength to sit with the pain. You need strength. When you're going to endure a lot of pain, you need the strength to back that up. And that's... Yeah, I feel... I feel like resiliency is a big key trait in anyone who has BPD. Um, I feel like that's very evident for me. Um, probably to my family members, I've kept it a, a good um, hidden secret about like my childhood trauma and whatnot. Um, but that and those experiences that I've had as a child, um, but that ability to kind of reflect on that itself because I was pretty traumatic. Um, I think mm. the first incident that happened, um, I was six years old. Um, and at the Boys and Girls Club, I, I had to take care of on Friday, six-year-olds. They were right. fun, <laughs> full of energy, uh, yeah. um, which is like talk for like they were crazy. <laughs> um, but I, I noticed how, how young they were how young a six-year-old is. Like I, I ha hadn't seen a six-year-old since ever really. Yeah. Um, and I just realized that extreme trauma that I faced when I was that small, that much of a baby. Um, and I feel like all of those experiences and I've just pushed through them. So I think resiliency, as you were talking about, just sitting with those thoughts, those intrusive thoughts um, is a big trait for anyone with BPD. I feel like that's a key characteristic because so I was on the my my personal support groups um 
Facebook group and one of the members posted, um, it was like this, I don't know, um, but if you Wikipedia, um, psychological pain, there's like a whole section on living with BPD because um, it's considered one of the most m more intense mm. um, mental illnesses out there. So I think that shows the severity of how intense those experiences are and how resilient we are. Yeah, yeah, we are. Like, my argument years ago was, could you imagine when you're no longer dealing with your brain? This was years ago. I, taught, I, I came up with this idea in my head going, if I'm dealing with my brain all day, that takes a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. I wonder what it's like when you actually are no longer dealing with your brain. You, you, as it turns out, you have all of that energy. Because I've always been fighting my mind, which means I've constantly got into the ring. I've lost a lot of times, but I've always been training. Now that I'm no longer training as such, I've all this energy. So people with BPD, when they recover, have a huge amount of energy that they can take over the world. You see... Here's the thing about taking over the world. If you want to take over the world, you have to give up your McDonald's. But you will need the energy. Like, I'm, I'm on my own page every morning that I post on, and I post on it four times a day, right? So I look up stuff for four times, and it takes a bit of time to look up that stuff. I post on that four times a day. I'm on another site that I post on a minimum of three to four times a day as well. I'm on another site that I will answer questions back, people answering them. And then I'm an administrator on another site that I answer questions back as well. I couldn't do all of that on a McDonald's site. So taking over the world, if you really want to take over the world, you have to kind of show the world you're prepared to take it over. Mm -hmm. You won't do it on, on a fast food diet. Like you said in a previous podcast, mm. um, someone told you it mustn't be that bad if you weren't willing to change it, right? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, that voice was in my head this past week when I was like, snacking up for college and when i haven't been eating like full meals just like junk mm. and i was like hmm that that makes sense like <laughs> stop complaining if you're not going to do anything to change it like at this yeah, point yeah, you're just yeah. contributing to it yeah. um so that's my goal for this week and i'm pretty excited to implement it because after i got out of the my second visit um i did for like three weeks not three weeks two and a half i'd say two and a half <laughs> i won't round up yeah but um i i was eating pretty healthy i was eating like almond milk and salads i hate salads but i was eating salads um i i had heard the podcast and he said like anything that doesn't grow <laughs> fresh out of the ground and whatnot like all these yeah. processed foods stay away from it and it really did help like i i could feel in my body um I feel like my senses were just heightened. Like I just yeah. had a clear focus. Um, and I just, it's so easy to, to eat junk, right? 
mm. um, especially here in a big town, this seventh largest city in San or in um, the United States, where there's fast food in every block, and it's just like calling my name. <laughs> but I'm excited to start changing that last fundamental. Yeah, and like that way, then you'll be able to take over the world. You know. You'll be able to take it over. <laughs> I, that phrase, I robbed it. I'm going to be honest, right? I robbed that phrase. It mustn't be that bad for you. A friend of mine, her grandmother, I robbed it, right? I'm going to, I'm going to, because it's such a good phrase. <laughs> I'm going to come clean. I robbed it. It's called plagiarism, and I done it. No, a friend of mine, a friend of mine when I was chatting to her, her, grun, her grandmother said, <laughs> no, she has BPD as well. Um, but her grandmother said it to her. Because when she was chaotic, mm-hmm. her grandmother said, she just stop. Just do these things. And she goes, I can't. Well, then it mustn't be that bad for you. It mustn't be. I robbed it because it sounds fucking good. It, is- <laughs> it does. There you go. I'm putting my hand up. I robbed it. Um, but it is a good phrase. It is a fucking great phrase because it mustn't be that bad for you. You know, and when she told that to me, I said, yeah, I'm going to rob it. That's the see, I told, I told you I'm a bad bastard. I told you. There's a bit of badness in there. But um, yeah, when, when she said that to me, it is such a profound phrase. It's such a profound, it must not be that bad for you then, if you're not prepared. Because if you put your hand into boiling water and you can leave it in there, it mustn't be that bad. It must not be boiling. But if you're saying it's boiling, it's boiling, well, take it out. But it's not that bad if you can't. And people, you know, um, when they're having meltdowns, and, they, and I will look back, I look back and go, was it food, sleep, exercise, or reflection? It's always one. It's always one of them. Always. I've never been able to say, no, no, it's this, that, or the other. It's always I've not looked after one of them. Well, then I either have to accept my current situation or change it. If I, if I don't want to change it and I want to eat McDonald's, well, then it's not that bad. It couldn't be. And yeah, if it is, definitely. then change it. But see, you can't be both. You know, you can't be munching onto a big Big Mac going, um, num, num. And then the shit, and you're like, no, it's not, it's not the, it's not the Big Mac. You see, the people blame the event, not realizing we are designed to handle events. If you look at a zebra, right? And I got this from watching. I didn't rob this one. I robbed the other one. Okay. <laughs> I robbed it. Mm-hmm. Next, the next fucking podcast, I'm going to be wearing a, a convict's outfit. Um, <laughs> a ball and shame. Um, it's it was too good not to rob. Um, but I watched a, a zebra once on YouTube, and it was going across a lake, and a crocodile clipped its stomach, right? And its stomach fell out, and the, and the zebra was was fucking walking away, right? Uh-huh. Now, I'm pretty sure I heard the crocodile say, but I couldn't be sure. Will you fucking stop walking away? You're supposed to be my dinner. Right? So the zebra fell. 
yeah, and the yeah. crocodile ate it. Now, that bit was nature, okay? What I was watching was his buddy who just got out in time. He was going, you're only a cunt. I can't believe you ate my best friend. I was only telling them we were going to take over the world. And now you're eating them. <laughs> right? Anyway, he was very upset. I was watching the zebra being very upset. But about three or four minutes later, I, I, you know, I won't put up the video, but about three or four minutes later, the zebra started eating grass again as if nothing happened. And I'll never forget that video going, I want that. That's what I want. <laughs> How the fuck was he able to watch his best friend getting eaten alive and four minutes later he's eating grass as if nothing happened? And I said to myself, that's the key to life. How the fuck is he able to do that? And I figured it out. They don't get into it. They don't have a Jesus Christ almighty. Do you remember Tommy was going across the lake the other day and then the fucking crocodile came out, ripped the stomach off him and fucking ate my life. They just get on with it. They get on to the next part of life. They don't dwell on it or ruminate, which is what we do. You know, mm-hmm. and that's that's what I found was key is that people don't ruminate on stuff or the animals don't anyway. They don't ruminate. If animals ruminated, they'd end up becoming mentally ill. A mental illness. So as species go with us, it's not the event that happens to you. It's the rumination afterwards. It's mm-hmm. the constant, Definitely. it's the constantly thinking about it instead of going back and eating the fucking grass getting on with your life and going where you have to go next and getting on with life. It's the sitting down and ruminating over it again and again as if somehow it's like I'd imagine for the zebra, it would be like watching his friend being eaten again and again and again and again. Now, if I'm hearing an educated guess, if he was kind of showing a, a virtual reality of that constantly, I would imagine he would become depressed, the donkey or the zebra. Um, I would imagine so. I'd imagine if he constantly was showing us, I know he can't think of it, he'd end up becoming depressed because we're not designed for that. But we are designed to take trauma. We're designed for that. I mean, we're the only species that has been able to, you know, go on every part of the planet. We're literally the only... You wouldn't fucking see a rhinoceros in Texas, like. <laughs> we have one at the zoo. <laughs> not by choice. Where are you heading, Mick? I'm going off to Texas. You're only a shower of cunts over here. <laughs> you know. We also have a, a shampoo. Do you know what shampoo is? I, I know, but I've often washed my hair in shampoo. No, <laughs> not that kind of shampoo. Shampoo is a killer whale. <laughs> Sea World, yeah. Yeah, a killer whale, Jesus. And does he go shmoo, motherfucker? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Um, oh, no. He's been known, they've <laughs> been known to eat their trainers, so they can't get in the water anymore. <laughs> As I'd they ima- should, though. They live in a small little pool. I'd imagine if you locked up something that can circumnavigate the Pacific Ocean, kind of wouldn't be over the moon, but wouldn't put, up, put into a fucking cup. Probably a tech, yeah. Yeah, So something that 
I'd like to share with the listeners that's helped me with the rumination part a little, like big time. Yeah. Um, I don't know where I heard this from. It might have been the the hospital. Um, but I set a timer for like 25 minutes. If it's like, if I'm just like super not feeling it, then I set a timer for like 35 minutes, just that extra 10 minutes. Um, and in that 25 or 35 minutes, I can feel as sad as I want to. Um, like I can play <laughs> super sad music and just cry it out. Um, but as soon as that, that timer rings, I need to like get up and get going with my day. Like I need to play happy music. I need to go work out. I need to go hang out with a friend. I just need to do something more for thinking. Um, and that's helped big time with the rumination. Yeah, it's a great um, idea. I definitely recommend timers. Oh, it's a um, brilliant, brilliant idea. That's a brilliant idea. And, and and definitely feeling that sadness and accepting it, but then so we can move on. Um, but that's definitely helped. Yeah, I think that's a great idea, to be honest with you. My my brother, who's younger than me, he's he's extremely neurotypical, level-headed human being. Um, I asked him once, I said, like, he's extreme, now extremely level-headed. <laughs> he's, he's as funny as I am and the same sense of humor. That's the truth. We have the same sense of humor. I reckon he took it from me. He couldn't, he, he didn't, get, I'm older. <laughs> you take I'm, credit for it? I have to, I'm older. Okay. But, but, um, the one thing about him is, is he's extremely level-headed. Doesn't really curse, doesn't get excited. His emotions don't flare. Doesn't, very typical man, very typical man. And I asked him one day, I said, do you mind me asking you, what is it? Well, how do you manage stress? Because he's very busy, like, he's a very busy man. Mm -hmm. He has his own business. I think he's five or oh, six wow. people. Yeah, he's about five or six people working from and and there's I'm gonna get you to there's the computer sound <laughs> every podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna get you to show me how to get rid of that. <laughs> unless the fan unless the fans, unless the fans or the people fucking listening don't want it to stay on. Um <laughs> my brother, yeah. And and he runs his own business, but then he's also like a paramedic. Oh, wow. So he's extremely busy. Like, it's not like he, and he's three children and, you know, and I asked him one day, I said, how do you manage all your stress? And he said something like you, oh, he says, every problem I have, I give it five minutes. If I can't solve it in five minutes, it gets put to the back of the queue. I don't give it six minutes. So he tries to solve a problem in five minutes. And if he can't solve it, he goes on to his next problem. He won't allow it for five minutes. And that was, his, that was his answer. That's how he's able to get on with life, deal with things. He just, he, he only allows five minute increments. I've um, no, continue, continue. Sorry, yeah. I've listened to over 400 books and I still haven't the ability of what he just gets naturally. Mm -hmm. You know, um, Sometimes I'm kind of jealous of neurotypical people, but then like I'm I'm jealous that they don't have to wake up at six o'clock in the morning to do a podcast <laughs> yeah. uh, an hour before I'm supposed to wake up or like 
do these extra support group meetings or pay for therapy because it's super expensive here. When you said it was free the other day, I was like, what? That's crazy. Yeah. Um, thousands of dollars. It's crazy. Um, like all this extra energy into dealing with this mental disorder. Um, so sometimes I get jealous of people who are poor neurotypical, mm. but the majority of the time recently, it's sort of like, I'm kind of happy that I got this brain because I just feel so much and it sucks when it's on the negative side, but uh, yeah. recently it's more on the positive side. So I feel like extreme happiness and <clears throat> extreme sense of adventure and this extreme positive things and oh excuse me <coughs> um just yeah so pretty happy that i got this neurodivergent brain sometimes <laughs> not all the time sometimes i will say sometimes <laughs> no look i think myself i wouldn't give away if i had a choice of being neurotypical I wouldn't. Um, if I had a choice, I wouldn't. Um, I love the madness. I love it. I love. I love the way I'm able to look at stuff and mad. I know it's madness up there. I know. I'm not kind of going. Ah, you're all right. I know I'm a fucking lunatic up there. I know there's <laughs> quite a lot going on up there. Um, it's like something out of the Beatles. Fucking. It's all psychedelic and everything. It's madness up there. And I have to try and filter to language. Um. But at least I know. I, I at the same token, I love the idea of all of that. I love the idea that you can go and you can experiment with your mind and try new things. But as I said to you, keep it at seventy percent, and you won't be going into a mental hospital. Here's the thing about the therapist as well, right? You're eating McDonald's, which is why you're going to therapists. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah right? most likely. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, McDonald's is very cheap. I think it's one of the most expensive foods on the planet because when you have to deal with the health consequences of it, it's not that cheap. Yeah. It's a, very... a really good documentary. You've probably seen it. Supersize me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. It's crazy because I've watched that. <laughs> I've watched that several times. I'm yeah. actually a kinesiology major, which mm. is like the study of human movement and health and fitness. So it's an interesting um, hypocrisy <laughs> that I'm contributing to every day. <laughs> hi, hi, my name's Gavin. I'm a kinesiology major. It's, it's, it's showing you how the body moves. And one second. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> What's that, Gavin? A McDonald burger. Do yeah. What is it? Uh, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like me. It's if I come on the podcast and then I do all the podcast, and then when I'm finished and I go downstairs and I'm like, for fuck's sake, will you fucking get out? I'm trying to fucking help people here. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm on the fucking phone trying to help someone. What the fuck is wrong with you? And my kids are looking at me with this big frightened eyes. And then I go back to the person going, so anyway, tell me, go on. <laughs> and the kids are like, you're a fucking bastard. So you have to live as you say you're living, because if you're not living as you say you're living, your own mind knows that too. And it's not going to be over the moon about it going, eh, how's the Kinsanology course going for you? You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. 
yeah so yeah yeah it's the second week of college this week i realized that last week (laughs) so i was like yeah (laughs) you should probably do something about that robert you, you should no you should and then don't it's like when someone says to me it's all about wording it i was asked the other day one of the boys in work pulled out a caramelized caramelized salted cookie right love them caramelized salted cookie and he says to me would you like would you like a cookie and without thinking i says i don't eat sweets huge difference in saying i'm off sweets i don't eat i don't eat sweets big difference my brain is listening to me saying i don't now if i'm off sweets my brain is going so there's a maybe. <laughs> if there's a maybe, don't you worry about it, baby. I'll fucking catch you when you're tired, right? Mm. And I'm off. I don't eat sweets. Now when I'm tired, and I'm extremely tired, um, I do eat carbs. That's one thing I've noticed on this new diet. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm extremely tired, I'll allow myself bread which is mental to say this, right? Because I don't eat bread now. But now if I'm extremely tired and I'm, I'm, I'm fatigued and my body does need that quick instant sugar, I'll have, I'll have toast. Which is mental to think. I've trained myself eat, into eating bread. So, like, I would eat probably four sliced pans a week. And I'm probably eating four oh, sliced... I'm gone from eating four slice pans a week to eating four slices of bread a week. And oh, 20 slices. Yeah. So I'm gone from eating 80 slices of bread a week to four. Which is why I look oh, how wow. skinny I am. You too. <laughs> you too could have a body like twine. <laughs> Spring along with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, you see how skinny I am. I couldn't exactly come on here and start talking to people about weightlifting. <laughs> See how you're laughing at well, me? me <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't buy it. <laughs> yeah, would you buy it off me? The new weightlifting guide. I look like a fucking piece of twine. <laughs> um, so I'm pretty excited to start this and I'm going to be posting in the community page if people want to join, start with me so we can uh, try this together. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, in, the, in the Facebook community page. Yes, yeah. yes, sir. After throwing that Sorry. one in, it sounds, like, <laughs> sounds like the whole thing was edited. <laughs> that's, pure, pure, right. that's pure BPD. That's just an me. excellent marketer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just pure BPD. I'm, always, I'm on my toes. Yeah, Let's yeah. go. <laughs> that's what I love about BPD. It's like, so I'm going to climb the mountain today. And when I'm at the foot of the mountain, I'm going to. So last week I was on an airplane. What? What, what, what about the mountain? Yeah, but I'm going on to this story now. <laughs> Keep up. <laughs> you know, that's we'll people. fly back to this one later. <laughs> For you. Um, yeah, I've asked you to come on to the Facebook community page. I'm loving it. I'm loving That's what I'm doing in the morning is I'm looking up research and I'm posting on it and stuff like that. Um, yeah, because I understand the importance of keeping the brain active. As I said to you, like, 
you know, and if it's something you don't want to do, don't do it. And if it's something you want to do, do it. But I understand how active the brain needs to be. You're not a type of, and I, I kind of want to push this more and more and more with the you, me and BPD community. It sounds mental, but that's the way it's gone. Um, and I do like even Brianne this morning was talking to me about uh, Instagram. Right. And she was like, I was like, I'm doing the Facebook and she's doing the Instagram and we were chatting away and I says, no, you do, you stay at the Instagram. I fucking hate Instagram. I hate it, right? I hate she, she does a really good job with it. She does, with no, I don't, I, don't, I don't hate what Brianne does. I love it. <laughs> yes. I, I've never been on Instagram and then I'm on it and I fucking hate it. And I'm a firm believer in you should only do in life what you enjoy doing. That's healthy for you, not eating McDonald's. And I, I like Facebook because Facebook is more. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, because you're a good bit younger than me. Facebook to me is kind of like, hey, listen, here's a story. And this is what I learned today. Ting, ting, ting. Right. Or put up some sort of research like on sleep and depression. That's Facebook. What I'm looking at with Instagram, it's more like, hey, look at me. (laughs) When you're finished looking at me, look at me more. (laughs) And as you can see with the fucking cameras and shit around here, it's fucking rare I'll put my eyes into the camera. I hate (laughs) it, right? So Instagram is brilliant, but I hate it. You know what I mean? I hate it because it's when I was in New York, I hated it because New York to me was kind of like, hey, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Don't be looking at him. Look at me. And I'm not like that as a person. I'm not like that as a person. So, yeah, Instagram, I'm I'm it's not that I'm avoiding it, but it's Brianne wanted to do Instagram and she's doing a brilliant job, like fantastic job on Instagram. And we were, as I said, we were chatting this morning. I'm going to do Facebook. Brianne will do Instagram. <clears throat> Everything she does, she does it through me anyway, one way or the other. Like, she's very respectful in that sense where she actually comes to me and goes, what do you think it is? And the amount of time she puts into it is fucking unreal, using my words. So mm-hmm. I completely trust her with Instagram. Um, with the Facebook, I, I prefer that. I prefer that you can put up sleep and depression. Yeah, I would read that, you know, Instagram, it is what it is. It's it, it, look, I'm ignorant to it. It seems to be a picture type of a fucking application that it's just pictures, right? I was never one for pictures to start <laughs> off with. You wouldn't find a picture. I, I think that Facebook and Instagram, they attract different generations of people. That's a um, fact. One is probably more on the older <laughs> side of generations. Yeah. Not going to say which is which. Y'all can yeah. um, you <laughs> put two and two together. <laughs> and I don't think so. Attracts a, a yeah. younger generation. Yeah. And I feel like that's important for, I feel like a lot of people have BPD. 30, 350 million. I think that would make up the entire United States. Yeah. Um, with varying ages. So I think that's good to have younger and yeah. then older, and then one that the website that has a lot of information. Absolutely. And like, as I said to Brianne this morning, 
you know, there's no need for her to share the stuff with the Facebook because the people, if, if um, let those who are on Facebook see the content on Facebook and those who are on Instagram see the content on Instagram. Because at least if they're on both, they're, gonna, they're not going to be watching the same thing. You know the type of way. And that's what I want, mm-hmm. is more content. So people can learn more. It's all yeah. about learning for me, you know. It's all about learning and robbing other people's stories. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to apologize anymore. I'm going to apologize about that. I did rob her story. Um, <laughs> a friend of mine, Michelle, yeah, robbed it completely. I'll have this to go on. The whole website's going to be closed down now. <laughs> it is. <laughs> You're going to be banned off Google. Yeah. Who's your man? <laughs> Who's your president now? Biden or is it or Biden? Or president whatever? Joe Biden. Okay. <laughs> Not Biden. Biden. <laughs> I'll be over the headline over him. Sean, plagiarism. Wanker. <laughs> Plagiarize. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're. Yeah, we're going to. I, lo- I hope it expands, if I'm being honest. I hope it expands and expands and expands and expands. And I hope that for the people. Um, I do, because I would love if every... I'm not saying felt like me. That's a bit egotistical. And I'm leaning more towards the narcissistic side lately. I'm loving it. <laughs> if you that's, haven't that's noticed. Better than, that's better than the self-deprecating uh, yeah. one. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'm leaning more towards the narcissistic side. Uh, side. Now, mm. yeah, I yeah, am. I think you should have a healthy... I think when, like, I'm like a hybrid at this stage. I'm, a, I'm, an in, I'm in between narcissism and BPD. I've all the confidence of a narcissistic person, and then I've all the empathy of a person with BPD. I could still drop you within five minutes. Narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just cherry picking out the fucking mental illnesses at this stage. I'll have a little bit of that, please. Uh, not so much emotions, please. And a little drop of narcissism. And have you any else? Have you any apathy <laughs> going? At least you can control it. That's, <laughs> That's it. a positive. <laughs> it's, it's all about control, isn't it? Because I want full control of the world. <laughs> See, if you take over the world, you're going to want someone to control of you. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. It would yeah. be quite lonely if I was the only one. Well, that's, um, why, that's why I said to get the cat. The cat, yeah. That, that would help things a little. Yeah. Um, so as far as the expansion, um, I think my next goal mm. is to get people who don't necessarily have BPD or don't necessarily have a family member or loved one with BPD, just people who don't know about BPD, especially here in the United States, because there's a huge stigma regarding mental health as a, as a whole. But specifically, I don't know who decided this <laughs> to pinpoint borderline personality disorder is the number one stigma yeah we don't like them we don't want to treat them i don't i don't know why but that's how it is but that's not how it should be so that's my next goal eliminating stigma and i won't stop until i'm finished no i think it's great because even i i'm well aware of the stigma in in america it's huge like i would love I'd love if I was in America, right? Because you know what I'm like. I wouldn't give a shit. I'd be going around with, I've BPD, look at me, T-shirt on all day. And they'd be like, <laughs> BPD, yeah, 
I I think I think we should start up. Do you know the way the is it gay pride where they have the fucking the flag, you know? I, I think yes, should, the rainbow flag, yes. Rainbow flag. I think we should start up a BPD pride. You know? <laughs> what yeah. are our colors? I think they're gray, right? Gray and white. I have no clue. Um <laughs> I don't know. Black and white. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, that's black better. And black and white. Black and white thinking. Pretty clever. Yeah, yeah. Black and white thinking. So you know, look at me. I've BPD. Can't you see? I'm not up in a tree, watching you frowning down. It's last week since I burnt a house down. <laughs> Maybe a bit long. You know. I'm proud. We can, we can work on starting in that. We can, we can work out a whole march. Um, we can chant that. Yeah. We can have our whole month. Just yeah, BPD month. yeah, this is BPD months. We should do that. We should do that. Um, but you should like see again, right? It's a confidence thing, right? Mm-hmm. I can tell anybody I've BPD. Anybody. And I do. Because I don't act out. I don't act. I don't. I don't do anything. But I'm. St- I still have BPD, according to psychiatrists. So I own it. According to them, I still have BPD. You can't have it both ways. Like you, you know. Even though I'm recovered, lawless could come back. <laughs> I love that phrase. <laughs> I'd lo- I'd love to be a doctor, like with someone with cancer. So anyway, it's five years since your remission. You're. Literally cancer-free because you're over the five years, but it could come back. Thanks very much. <laughs> you know, their choice. That'll be $150. Yeah, yeah their choice. <laughs> well, you're recovered, but it could come back. Really? Well, you're not a wanker today, but someday you could be. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you could be. Never know. I'm not entirely sure what that phrase means. <laughs> I've heard it in like British TV shows or like European TV shows. <laughs> wanker. Um, yeah, wanker. Uh, prick. A dick. A dick. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I, do you know what a phrase I love in America? It's the fucking worst phrase I've ever heard in my life. It's why ye have depression. Ass hat. Someone said to me, <laughs> someone said to me, this is the truth. I mean, you know what I'm like, right? Mm-hmm. I use the good curses. I don't use the bottom of the shelf curses. I'm using the curses that are in front of your face. Them ones. I don't have to go down low or up high to reach my curses. They're straight in front of me. Someone said to me, you know what you are? I said, what? An ass hat. <laughs> he said, "Okay, what's a fucking ass hat?" Picture your, she goes, "Picture your ass, and you're wearing a hat on it." <laughs> I mean, that is the worst phrase I've ever heard in my life. But you're not just calling me a cunt. <laughs> she goes, we don't say the word cunt in America. No, we, we do. <laughs> we do. Like it would have been a better if she says to me, you know, Sean, you're acting the cunt now. Right? I go, cheers, sorry about that. Calling me an ass hat. Right? It's like me saying to you, Hog Mahone. That's Irish. Hog Mahone. 
Right. You don't know what that means. Hog my horn. Hog, hog my horn in, in English means kiss my arse. Right. Oh. It's still not even strong enough, though. It's still not even strong enough. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kiss my arse. So why would you want to kiss someone's fucking arse? Just call them a cunt. You're over and done with it. You're acting the cunt. <laughs> it's so- yeah, we- I don't think we curse as much as Irish people do. That's why, That's why you're full of depression. You're too fucking nice. <laughs> you should be getting it out a bit more. I don't think that Americans are nice either. I think Canadians are the nicest I've heard. Yeah. I've never met one. They're supposed to be <laughs> nicer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. There's a couple of phrases in America that I like the whole have a nice day. You don't mean it. Uh, Yes. Have a nice day. I'm going to list them out because fuck it. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Have a nice day. You don't mean it. Don't say it. You can just say goodbye. Goodbye. Right. <laughs> you don't have to kind of pretend that they, when you tell someone goodbye, that could mean fuck off or it could mean goodbye. But you're not saying to them, have a nice day, and they're going away going, you didn't even mean it. You're just saying it to me. The next one is sir. I hate the word sir. I, <laughs> I'm not a sir. I'm a person. Again, that's, it's overly mannerful, isn't it? It's real manners like, yes, sir. The fuck did you get that from? <laughs> I, I think, I don't know. Um... I can't really describe it. It's just we say it pretty much like yeah, to workers, yeah, yeah, to our every, bosses, yeah, really, anyone older than us. If you said, sir, if I'll give you an example, if I weren't around for the next week in, in Ireland and thank you, sir, I'd probably get a beaten. You know, I'd freak them out. They'd probably beat the shit on me going, stop calling me, sir. <laughs> you know what I mean? Different cultures. Yeah, ass hat, number one, ass hat. Don't, I still don't know what it means. What does ass hat mean? Not sure. <laughs> no one's called me that before. <laughs> they're, going around, they're going around using called phrases. called me other things, but not that. <laughs> using phrases. Psycho is one of the leading ones that Psych- I can call. Psycho. Psycho. Well, yeah. Yes, that, that's right. my most favorite. Psycho, um, crazy insane um and like you say that like that's a bad thing <laughs> like come on psycho if someone 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 yeah if someone called me a psycho, you say that like that's not like the truth like psycho technically means someone who's emotionally unstable and i'm that all the time so i mean congratulations you know what bpd is yeah 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 <laughs> I think, and that's what I'm saying. When you can, when you look and look at yourself and acknowledge yourself, someone called me a prick. I completely acknowledge it. Go, yeah. Because the times I can be. Yeah, you're a psychopath. Thank you. <laughs> you know what I mean? What do you want me to say? You're a, you know, like, like if that's what they're saying, you are a whatever. Why can't I be that? I want to be everything. So why can't you be a psycho? <clears throat> you know, you're a fucking psychopath. Thank you very much. You know, you know the definition of a psychopath. Congratulations. <laughs> Look at uh, Bill Clinton. 
I think he's one of your most famous psychopaths. Someone, someone said that to me once. You can't call him a psychopath. Uh, just did. And here's the reason why. Because he scores high on psychopathy. Hmm. That's just a fact. I can't cha- I'm not calling him a psychopath. He scores extremely high on psychopathy. He doesn't score high on narcissism. That was your man, the last dude. Um, the, uh, uh, yes, Trump. Mr. Trump. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, he scores high on narcissism. He scores high on a lot of things. He scores high <laughs> on a fucking legend. He, he, That's what he scores no. high. <laughs> I he, would say he lives in his own world. <laughs> leg- I and loved him. good for him, but bad for us. I loved him. I loved him. I loved him. Oh, I'm man. Not into, I'm not into politics, right? I couldn't mm-hmm. tell you who runs the country of Ireland. I'm not into oh. politics. Right? I'm not into politics. I couldn't tell you. I've never voted. So that'll tell you how much I'm into politics. I'm not. I'm not into American politics. If I'm not into Irish politics, you can be guaranteed I'm not into American politics. I just love Trump. I just loved him. He was brilliant. He, he, he speaks what's on his mind. That's for sure. Doesn't give a um, shit. And, and I can admire him for not giving a, a shit, right? <laughs> but maybe leaving the country, not his forte. <laughs> maybe he should stick to... I don't even think running a business is his forte since he goes bankrupt quite often. Um, maybe <laughs> getting... <laughs> that was a bash. Did you hear that? Yeah, that yeah. was a bash. Well, for um, a moment, yeah. Maybe golfing. I heard he's pretty good at golfing. <laughs> he should stick to that. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I just thought he was legend in his own right because he just said what he said, you know? Um, right. he, he, he just... He just Whatever he, he engaged with the fans as well. He engaged on a <laughs> engaged with them. You know he he went right down. He went right down into the into the same. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't think he was above them. He went down and talked to them. Probably giving out, but still engaged. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was truly a character. He definitely was. <laughs> I like. To the best of my knowledge, he fired less missiles than. You know, what was the other fellow's name? Bad, Biden, Biden, not Biden, Obama. The one before? Oh, okay. Barack Obama, President Barack, Barack Obama. Obama. He fired less missiles, I think, than him. So not as much, you know. You see, perception's a funny thing. <laughs> it's a funny thing. I was asking someone who's big into politics. Mm-hmm. Now, you can't quote me on this, I don't know. Seemingly... Trump done more for American GDP that I don't know anything about Uh than Obama did. Seemingly, he increased America's GDP. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, some people could say he kind of built off what President Obama did, but that's none of my business. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I I, I think I, I, I speak for the majority of my fellow Americans when we say that we're glad that's over. Okay. We're glad yeah, <laughs> that we yeah. have someone. They're all really old. I don't know why they're so old. Um, I'd, well, I'd, ima- I'd, imagine, old. I'd imagine it's great for the pension. <laughs> that's a smart idea. <laughs> but they're like all <laughs> 70s. Yeah, like when but... people aren't supposed to work. So... Mm. I don't agree with that for anything. I think it should be people who are 
going to last a while longer, to be yeah. frank. <laughs> well, look, that's 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 politics, is to say, but yeah. Um, right, so where do we go next? Where so you want to take over the world, you want to try and you want to spread awareness to people that don't have BPD. Mm-hmm. You want to do that next. That's a good idea, actually. Yes. Hmm. Stigma, yeah. I, I'm not a fan of it, and yeah. I feel like it's my duty. As someone, I'm I'm not going to advertise that I'm fully recovered because I'm not. Mm. But someone who's a little more fully recovered, a little more closer to being fully recovered than when I first started this mental health journey, mm. um, and and I'm so thankful and grateful that I'm so young um, to have started this. I won't have to be dealing with this like in my 20s or 30s or 40s or 50s and so on. Um, that I can put a stop to it <laughs> pretty quickly. Um, yeah, so pretty grateful for that. And you know how you end the stigma? You don't act out. Yes. (laughs) There, the the other day I was, this is a fun little antidote. Um, there's this group on, I, and I discussed this with you and uh, B, um, there's this group here in the capital of Texas, um, and they call themselves Sir Thrivers of people with narcissists, uh, personality disorder, BPD, and sociopaths. Hmm. Um, and I was like, what? What is this? So I clicked on it, and I looked at the description, and it was like, we're a group of survivors from these manipulative, toxic, compulsive liars, all these terrible, brutal things. And my first thought was to like type out a nasty email to them. Um, say like totally full-on bpd saying how terrible they were just like acting out and i was like if you do that you're probably the reason why they need a support group for from people like you (laughs) so i decided not to um and i decided to send them a polite email um asking if they would love to do a zoom conference sometime to discuss my perspective on it and I could kind of serve as an ambassador on behalf of BPD people for their community because I think everyone should have like a community that they belong to that Mm. understands them um just maybe not tearing down other communities while they're at it well I mean right my I'm I'm not going to play devil's advocate I'm going to actually play straight up right if they've been abused by people with BPD, why should they not have a survivor's group? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, they're, they're not going in there because they didn't get abused. They're going in there because yeah. they have been, like, in their mind, I'm pretty sure if they're being honest, they said, I've been heavily abused by someone with BPD, narcissism and sociopath. So, like, I wouldn't imagine anybody that didn't wouldn't join one of them groups. They wouldn't just go in, like, say, fuck it, I've nothing to do, I'll join a BPD abuse group. Yeah. It, it would be survivors of people who would have given them. I mean, I'm a survivor of two people with narcissism. Mm-hmm. I could join that group. Yeah. You know? And, and I think that they have the full right to do that. Mm. I, I think it just gets to a certain point where it's like just a, a little lack of understanding or a little bit more understanding and perspective on um, 
how someone with BPD feels when they mention the words manipulative. Yeah, like maybe that specific person was manipulative because I know I have been manipulative in the past and maybe um, that specific person was a compulsive liar. Maybe that specific person was toxic. But when we use those words to describe these three uh, disorders, uh, especially since borderline is a disorder where you feel so much emotion and the other two, you don't necessarily feel emotion. Just lumping that together along with um, just that lack of understanding and using those words, I feel like it could be portrayed in a, yeah, you were um, abused and that's awful for anyone. However, um, that doesn't define all of us, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just like little tweaks. And that's how you do it. I'm in, I'm in a, I'm in a border, uh, borderline group where it's men that have been victims of their wives mm-hmm. and their wives have BPD. I'm in that group. I'm one of only two or three that have borderline personality disorder in that group. Mm-hmm. I read what they say. I take it and you have to take it on the chin. You have to look at this and go like, now, like this morning when, oh, ye are, oh, they're all. So I'll give you an example. I'm not going to disclose what's said in the group because it's private. Mm-hmm. An example, yeah. like they're all blah, 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 blah. Then I can come on and go, no, no, not all. Like, um, no, not all. That's kind of, not. so I don't come on. I've never been warned in the group. I've never been, um, I've never got into a fucking chest match with anyone in the group. Mm-hmm. But I will come in and go, no, no, that's, that's, that's incorrect. That's like not all. It's not all of us. We all, we all don't lie. We all don't manipulate. We all don't do these things. We all don't. That's just a fact. Um, you know, was- another word that they used was like violent, like these violent people. And I feel like a lot of people who have BPD are characterized as these very violent, very aggressive, like willing to throw hands. And I think that can be true for some people, BPD or not. <laughs> for those listening on the podcast, I'm waving my hand, as in me. Um, I'm a highly violent person. You have to own your shit. Yeah, I, I just feel like... <clears throat> That doesn't characterize us all. And I feel like anyone can be violent, right? Exactly, exactly. Not everyone. Little wording changes, I feel like, can make a huge impact in the mental health community regarding stigma. Yeah. Um, Especially among mental health care providers, the ones that are supposed to help us Mm -hmm. when they say, oh, that's out of my scope. That's like therapist lingo lingo for, um, I've heard from a friend that that's like, oh, that's too much for me. Or, oh, borderline, I don't really treat that. That's, that's, that's not what I do because that's see, too intense for me. It's, it's a hard illness to treat because of the intensity of the emotions. It's, so, it's not like depression, anxiety, pop a pill, pop a pill. Um, it's not like that. As you see yourself, and I'm not using the key fundamental thing, is you have to implement sleep, exercise, food, and you have to, right? Mm-hmm. Unless I can meet someone and I haven't, and I'm talking to people since 2009, I haven't met one person. So there's like, there's not one person I've met that can eat junk food with BPD and co-op. So that, it, 
if I could, I'd fucking copy them because, of course, I love junk food, but I haven't. So, you see, the fact is that they don't implement these things. And I, I mean, I've talked to psychiatrists about this and I've said it to them. He yep. had to implement food, exercise. Or will we ask, that's not good enough. Or will we ask, are you getting enough sleep? We ask, are you eating healthy? But that's not good enough. It should be part of the regime. It should be part of the structure. Along with DBT or CBT, it should be part of it. You know, or IFS or whatever they're learning. Because without the two of them going together, the chances of coping are very slim. And here's my argument. You just said you're spending thousands on therapy. Why is there no guarantee? I'm going to give you X amount of money. Can I be guaranteed to cope afterwards? Uh, a lot. So there is this one support group. I think it was like for 12 sessions. It was like $1,300 or not even. I think it was like $2,500 or something like that for a support group. <laughs> And I feel like that's insane. Like, that just came to mind. That's why I had to bring it up. That's why I, I think that's like, that's why, uh, This is why I do the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Even though we're having a chat, right? And this is a very formal chat in a sense because we know each other. But even though we're having a chat, I'm extremely conscious, no matter what podcast I'm doing, to try and give some form of information outwards. Yeah. Some form of try this, try that, something. Because that's what it's about, is, is obviously it's free. Because that's, it, you know, to, to buy this information of other people, especially in America, is a fortune. It is. And a lot of people, especially with a mental illness, can't afford that. Um, so like Wait. my support. Okay. Sorry. I'm going to put this to you, right? Yes, of course. Right here, right now. Live whenever someone listens to it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Live in front of a studio audience. I should get some- <laughs> oh, no, I have it here. You're going to have your own <laughs> show one day. Yeah. <laughs> um, why don't you do the four-week four funda- four fundamental thing that I do? Why don't you do it? Literally. Why don't you do it? Implement it. Four weeks. It only takes four weeks. Implement it come back on and say how you feel. Why not put your money where you're, why actually, why not put your money away and put, yeah. your, put the food? Like I'm preaching all these things and I want to yeah. actually do it. That, that's true. Why don't um, you do it four weeks? It's like, I appreciate you for holding me accountable. Hmm. I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Okay. And so. I will update everyone on the Facebook and whatnot to see how that goes. Yeah. yeah um, and now since there's an audience listening to me promise this, I have to do it. You <laughs> so said thank you, want, you, Sean. <laughs> you said you wanted to take over the world. I'm just trying to get you there quicker. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, why not do like why not like why not do it? Um why not definitely do the four weeks? It's only four weeks. And what I <laughs> What I, what I have to say in the four weeks mm-hmm. is, is extremely easy to do. It's extremely easy. I've, I've narrowed it down for me, you know? So, yeah, I'll do four weeks with you. Come back in a month's okay. time. And 
The only thing, right, I'm going to say, right, so I'm going to go, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go through it with you now. So people then, if okay. they want to do it, right? Yeah, I invite anyone to do it with us, yes. Okay. So week one is food. Oh, it's, fun. <laughs> week one is always food. It's always food, week one, because the food is what gives you the energy. Now, at any given stage, if you want to ask me questions, throw it back. But I'm going to go through yes, the four weeks. I'll go through the four weeks with you. You come back to me and tell me if, you're, if you need uh, any help. Mm-hmm. Week one is food. Basically, you're in the morning time now in America, so I'm assuming you haven't even eaten yet. No, I've had a cup of coffee. <laughs> so, whatever fruits, vegetables, nuts, or seeds you ate yesterday, mm-hmm. can you count them up? Fruit, veg, nuts, seeds. I had, you're going to love this, I had two strawberries. That's, that's, not even, that's, <laughs> that's not even a portion. So that's a zero. <laughs> Christ almighty, your fucking bacteria must hate you. Um, no, it really does. <laughs> fucking hell. Um, right, okay. It's going to be simple then for you. Today, you just have to eat three portions. Now, here's a portion. A portion of vegetables is a cup size. Mm-hmm. A portion of fruit is either a cup size of strawberries, not two, or the fruit in its whole, a banana, an apple, kiwi, pear. A portion of seeds is a tablespoon. Mm-hmm. A portion of nuts is a small handful. Okay? Now, gotcha. all you need to do today is eat Three of them, three, that's all. Just eat three of any of them four or five. I call them, we call them what they are, which is plants. Eat three, <laughs> eat three plants today. That's all you have to do. Today, eat three. Uh-huh. Tomorrow, eat six. The next day, nine. The next day, 12. The next day, 15. The next day, 18. And the last day, 21. That's seven days. Right. And you're building it up each day. Don't go beyond three every day. That's so important because you don't have the bacteria. You see how bacteria work is when you ate the strawberries yesterday, believe it or not, the bacteria that eats strawberries multiplied. Briefly, because you didn't eat enough, but that particular bacteria multiplied, which means they'd be able for more strawberries. Mm-hmm. What you can't do is add in a big truckload of plants because you don't have the bacteria working on them. You have a very minimum amount of bacteria, which are more than likely eaten into your gut wall as we speak because you're not feeding them, which is where you get leaky gut later on in life because they're continually eating your gut wall when you don't feed them. So when you start implementing three plants every day, you bring it up to 21 at the end of the week. That's week one. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to eat meat, by all means do. If you don't, don't. Doesn't matter. Uh, that's what you eat. That's your food, right? Eat meat if you want. I'm eating meat lately, and I'm still getting 21 into me every day. 
Um, week two is sleep. You're mastering the sleep, but I'm going to tell people. You bring, mm-hmm, of course. Yeah, you're bringing, you bring your sleep back to try and be in bed between half nine and half 11 every night. It's a two-hour window. Some people like to go to bed a bit later. Some people, like you or me, go to bed earlier. Mm-hmm. But between the hours of half nine and half 11, now, if you're staying awake until one o'clock, you do the same thing. You actually just bring it back by 15 to 20 minutes every night. So you're going from one o'clock, the next night you're going 12.40, the next night 12.20, the next night 12. And you keep bringing it back by 20 minutes until you get to whatever time you want to go to bed between the hours of 9.30 and 11.30. That's week two. Week three is um, exercise. Literally get in your 10,000 steps a day. Move. Just move. If you want to do exercise at home or if you're cycling a bike or whatever, I'm not big into exercise. I cycle two miles to work. I cycle two miles home. I'm constantly moving with my job, bending up, crouching down, kneeling. That's my job. So I have a very active job. But that's what you need to do is move. Just literally move, right? If you don't really like exercise like I don't, the best form of exercise is this. Sprint until you can't sprint anymore, then walk and sprint until you can't sprint anymore. And just do that five times. Here's the reason why sprinting is great. Nobody, when they were living in fucking caves, woke up and went, Tommy, yeah, would you like to go for a jog? Huh? <laughs> would you like to go for a jog? Yeah, I highly doubt that. <laughs> I wouldn't like to go for a fucking jog. We haven't eaten in three days. You want me to burn off more energy? Here's what did happen. This is how we evolved as a species. Mickey and Tommy went out hunting. All of a sudden, Mickey turned around and seen a fucking saber-toothed tiger, and they sprinted for their lives. <laughs> <laughs> So the good bacteria that live inside us that are there for billions of years, when they feel us running, they go, oh, fuck, if you're running, you must be in danger. So they scan the whole body, checking to see where we ripped or cut, and, and they flood us with endorphins to make sure we're not being eaten alive. And if we're being eaten alive, we're being flooded with endorphins and we don't feel too bad about it. That's just science. That's why we feel great. It's because you always felt great when the saber tooth didn't get you. If the saber tooth by any chance did get you, well, we, me and you wouldn't be fucking talking. That's a fact. <laughs> if any of our ancestors were eaten alive. Yeah. <laughs> well done, by the way, to our past ancestors. Um, if the saber tooth <laughs> did catch you, You'll be flooded with an anti, an anti, um, you're, you don't feel pain. You know, that's just science again. We get flooded with a hormone to make sure we don't feel pain. That's the way it works. So that's why you feel great after sprinting. Because they think you're being chased and then they'll check the whole body to make sure you're not cut or scraped and you feel great. That's why exercise is good for you. Mm-hmm. The fourth one is reflection. Every morning, when you wake up, write down two pages. Every morning. When you wake up, first thing you do, get up, 
you want a cup of coffee, you obviously go to the toilet or whatever. There you go. Oh, yeah, you're doing it. Yeah, write down your reflection every morning. Just write down two pages. You know, um, I don't know. Like, I'll give you, like, I don't know. You see what I write? I'll write down, I don't know. That's what I write down. I'd write down, I don't know. Mammy, mammy, daddy, yeah. daddy, blah, 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 blah. Just write down, mammy, mammy, daddy, daddy, blah, 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 blah. Whatever's <laughs> in there. I don't know why yeah. that popped into my head, but it just did. Um, but just write two pages every morning. So that's the fucking four weeks. That's how you're able to sustain the fifth, because you've all the energy then to deal with the pain. It's not that all your troubles go away, but when you need to have energy to sit with the pain, you have to have energy to sit with your man who's a prick, you know, and that's where you're able to sit down and go, he's a fucking prick. But you see, you've all the energy to then to go, well, you know, maybe he's this, maybe he's that, maybe them people on that group are wrong, and this is what I'm going to write them a letter. You don't have all that energy to do that when you're tired. Definitely, yeah. No. That's the four weeks. That's as simple as I keep my life. Mm-hmm. Really, that's as simple as it gets. And if you implement them four um, things, now you're doing the writing, you're doing the sleep, you're mm-hmm. definitely doing the exercise, right? Yes. I know, I know this, <laughs> right? It's I'm not- a, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much my job. Yeah. <laughs> my main job, yeah. But the only thing you, you personally have to implement is the food. Mm-hmm. So for four weeks, just eat one ingredient foods. That's all. Make sure you get up to your 21 with your plants. You can eat as much meat as you want after that. It doesn't matter. Meat digests pretty easy. You know? Obviously, non-processed meat. Now, when I mean by processed, I know mince, beef, is processed, but it's still one ingredient. I'm on about salami, um, you know, all like these the spam stuff, yeah. Bam, all this stuff. If it's if look, look at the ingredients. Like I was buying burgers this morning, and mm. the ingredient was 99% beef, 1% salt and pepper. Hmm. That's the burgers I buy. The rest of it, like, because I, I picked them up from the frozen aisle. So I didn't pick up just meat, as in minced meat. I was there. I'll pick up some burgers. But when I picked them up, I looked at the ingredients and it was 99% meat. That's it. I know there's a lot more fat in them, but I don't eat a lot of carbs. So that's perfect for me. Gotcha. I need fat. I need fatty meat because I don't eat a lot of carbs. So I do need the other fuel source. So my body isn't trying to convert protein into energy because that's not really efficient. So I, I do eat a lot of fat now, which is why you can tell I'm so slim. <laughs> it's amazing. The second time you've mentioned your figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the well, confidence. Just because I lost so much weight. <laughs> but you do feel good. I mean, when I was doing this podcast at Christmas time, mm-hmm. I had a big belly on me. I did. And of course, you feel, I, of course, I feel better. You do feel better. It's, and, and people who say you don't are lying. You do feel better. You just do. That's just natural. You know, you do feel better. Of course you do. And I'm all proud of myself as well, because I am more proud of the fact that I was able to go up the streets. Them little bastards had me and for 10 years. 
I couldn't. I gave up drinking in a day, cigarettes in a day, the sweets mm-hmm. 10 years. <laughs> it's me. I know what it's like to fucking suffer. I have, you know, now I'm off sweets. I don't eat sweets. I know what it's like. So that's the four weeks, right? I'm looking forward to this because I want to see exactly. The only thing I want you to do is this. Uh, Right. Today, if you were saying in general today, I'm going to ask you two questions. Yes. No, no, I'll ask you one. How do you feel (laughs) a scale of zero to 100, as in you feel good? How do you feel today? Mentally or physically? I think we're talking physically, right? Or both? Uh, mentally. <laughs> mentally. Mentally. Okay. Um, probably like at a seven. Like, I'm okay. Out of a hundred? Oh, out of a hundred? I thought we were talking out of ten. <laughs> That's oh. what we usually do. <clears throat> Zero to ten. <laughs> no, Literally. probably like a 75 then. <laughs> See, that's why I go a hundred. You're after adding five <laughs> Right, so you're 75, right? So you feel 75. Yeah. That's grand, because in a month's time, I need to ask you it again. That's all I need to know. I need to know what you started off with and then how you feel at the end. Um, that's it. That's it. Implement the four weeks. I'm looking forward to this, actually. You know, yeah. uh, I, I invite the listeners to follow it. Look, it's going to be shameless promo. On the web, new website, on the blog section, which we're opening up this week, if oh, you want are to we? Check it out there. Yes, okay. Eric is going to yeah, post. Brilliant. Right. Soon. <laughs> you're so, gonna, yes, I'm going to be doing your journey of how you how you came with this. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm more hyped now. Nervous for the first week. <laughs> <laughs> Tough that the food parts the first week, yeah. which and is yeah. today. But and just be fun. honest. That's all. Just be honest. Just, just if you. It's not about getting it right all the time as well. It's about being honest with yourself and going, like, as I said to you, I'll eat bread now, which sounds mental. Before I was eating bread, I was eating a packet of jellies and crisps and chips and everything else. Now I'm just going to eat bread. In other words, it's, it's my guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. It's all about training your mind. And you see, when you train your body and your mind, you're finished. But you need to train both of them. You know, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. So I, this is this is going to become a common theme at the end of the podcast. I always say this to people: Have you any other questions? Um, not quite. <laughs> I feel like you're a very open person. So <laughs> from the podcast, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and extreme. knowing you personally, <laughs> to my to my detriment at times. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know what I, I found comical? I'm going to say this, and I'm not, it's not an insult towards one of the previous guests, but I found this hilarious. I had a previous guest on, and she wanted to remain anonymous. And um, she was going on about her intrusive thoughts, and her intrusive thoughts were about her father. It's, like, it's not hidden. It's in a podcast, right? And mm-hmm. the intrusive thoughts were in her father. And it was a brilliant podcast. It was a brilliant podcast. And that's why she wanted to rem- remain anonymous, obviously, she didn't want anybody knowing that she had these deep, dark, intrusive thoughts about her father. Yeah. yeah. And then she goes to me, so what's yours? As if somehow nobody fucking knows it's me, like. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking said them anyway. <laughs> it's like, well, okay, but I'm just going to be anonymous for this one. <laughs> like, I'm doing the podcast. <laughs> I was pissing myself laughing after that going, 
I'm not yours. As if somehow nobody fucking know it was me. <laughs> Hold on there. I'll get someone else on. Let me put my mask on. <laughs> I, I come on like this. Look. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to watch YouTube to see that face. Yeah, again. Yes. Oh, there's another thing. Yeah, you, you said you'd help me with the YouTube, wouldn't you? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> a man of many hats. A I man feel. of many <laughs> hats. Or else I'm just a lazy bastard. We don't know. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Look, Gavin, I'm going to let you go. Yes, and um, yes. thanks for coming on the podcast, okay? Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to share my journey with you all this next month. No problem. Okay. I woke up this morning at six and apparently now I have a whole month of work to do. <laughs> you didn't fucking realize that coming onto the podcast. <laughs> no, but I'm happy to do it. That's it. That's it. Okay. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs>